0: Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing, testing, one, two, three, we are on the air. This is Thesis. Three, two, one, we are on the air. This is Thesis, everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. Hey there. Hope y'all are well. Thank you for being with us today. Coming to you live from Gettysburg. Um, uh, yeah. Anyhow, I hope you're well. I want to thank you guys again for, for showing up as you do. Uh, I figured I'd I'd come on here today because we got a lot of things going on and uh, a few things that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, first off, uh, just uh, got home from running. Uh, the hurricane and everything that went through looked like it, it wasn't as bad, the damage. I mean, we're still, I guess they're still looking at it, Whatever you know, the damage was a lot of people would outline and stuff, but it didn't seem to be as bad as, as expected to be. So that's a good thing. Um, what I said? Did I, say? Did I just say I just came from running? <laughs> well, I do that uh, at least five times a week. So it, it's not, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, but anyhow, so we have, uh, stuff going on this week, uh, here in our beautiful country that I wanted to address. Uh so, we have another <coughs> instance of uh of a police involved shooting that has led to um, the usual aftermath of riots and uh, burning stuff and protests and uh, it's been a few days now let 's see when was the shooting oh, this is a brand new article. Um, so it's been a few days now and um, as we all know a few things got a little little ugly yesterday uh, today is what's the day Thursday um, and things got ugly um, and some people lost their lives hold on let's see what we got here Thursday August 27th what day did the shooting happen originally anyhow it doesn't matter so um so we have we have uh wanton destruction and rioting and looting and everything of course again i mean it's pretty rote um by now i mean everything it just happens you know um and i'm not here to talk about um jacob blake i mean Everybody knows what happened now. And if you don't, then, you know, I'd suggest you dig a little, you know. So, the original story was that uh, he was breaking up a fight or whatever. Somehow, that was the original story. But no, no. The stuff is coming out now. And see, I'm glad that these, some of these police departments are doing this. Normally, they keep investigations close uh, to the chest. Uh But they're leaking out information because, you know, we know how it is. The cops get blamed for whatever, right? But, see, they originally, the call came in from his girlfriend at the house that he was at. He was arguing with her about something, uh, or his ex-girlfriend or baby mama or something like that. He came over, um, and she didn't want him there. He was trying to take her keys for whatever reason, so she called the cops, and he didn't want to leave, so they came over. And he did have an open warrant, of course, and you know how it is. You get pulled over, you have a warrant, you know, hey, you're under arrest. So I don't know what happened as far as when the whole altercation happened, right? But then you have, you know, people out here, you know, like LeBron James. Why couldn't they use a non-lethal force? Well, they did. They, they hit him with, uh, with a taser. It did nothing to him. Uh, and then he got out of the, the taser thingy or whatever, and that's when he started walking around to the other side of the car, started reaching in for a knife, and then they popped him. Okay, now, oh, he didn't have a knife? Well, yes, he did, because they already released that information. You know? So, in the eyes of the law, this was a perfectly justified shooting. And it's not to say, you know, because people try to com- confuse certain uh, languages, certain language. Certain language. Um, you know, also, oh, so, so uh, just because he had a warrant that gave them the right to kill him? No, that did not give anybody the right to do anything. But... The altercation and the behavior and him reaching for the knife and all this, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that happens when, when, you, when you take that path, uh, when you take the path of resistance during an interaction with police. So that's not what I want to talk to you about. I know what happened there. And I mean, he's lucky to be alive. Unfortunately, he's paralyzed. Uh, But I mean, sometimes we we have to learn lessons a certain way, you know. And unfortunately for some of us and for some people out there, those lessons um, are painful, you know. You know, on the human side of things, of course, you don't want to see a guy be paralyzed. You don't want to see a guy get shot. Of course not. But then back up. How about, hey, if you would just have been calm, if you just wouldn't have resisted, or if you just would have, act, you know, had this interaction normal, calmly, and, you know, things would be very different. You know, we talk about this here a lot, all right? See, I don't want to talk about, uh, that's not what we're going to talk about today. What we're going to talk about is what happened afterwards, okay? You know, we've been talking, I've talked a lot about law and order and how important it is and how important it is to, for the police to be supported by their mayors and by the, by the people and, you know, and when, when you have politicians and influencers and, and you know, um, celebrities and whatever talking about defunding the police or whatever, they're fine. They're safe. They don't live in your neighborhood. They don't live in your hood in the inner city where you live. They don't live here in Oak Cliff or wherever in the hoods of the inner cities. No, they're safe and they're fine. So see, they live outside of, they live in a, in a <clears throat> not a bubble. It's just that I think a lot of folks lose touch of what, what goes on in other parts of the country, other parts of the city, you know, uh, because when you're successful, of course, you, you, you go to, to places that are safe and, and you know, uh, the suburbs or whatever, and that's fine. That's what happens. That's what it's all about. It's cool. No issues about that. You know, but, I mean, when you, when you start talking about they should defund police and whatever in these inner cities, they don't even live in these areas that they're talking about that they should be defunded. You know these people are well protected. You know they they got security. They're well protected. You know celebrities or 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 sp- sports. You know athletes or whatever. You know even politicians and and uh, TV personalities. All these people, dude, all these people are fine. They don't have to deal with um, what happens in the inner cities, one bit. You know. So then we have these these. These things that happen often in society, I mean, in in a nation of 320 million people or so, you're going to have things happen like this, you know? Uh, Cop shootings or, I mean, just look, remove cop shootings, okay? Just never mind cop shootings. How many people kill, how many people are killing each other every day over God knows what? City after city. People with beefs, or or gangs, or drugs. Or, who knows? Who knows? A a lot of people, right? So these things happen, and when it happens from a cop or whatever, I mean, these things happen. Okay, these things happen. Now, what comes afterwards is what can be what can be uh can become a problem. And I've been kind of thinking a little bit about this because when I first saw the video, so we're gonna talk about. <clears throat> Um, we're gonna talk about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. You know the young man who who killed two uh, protesters. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. Who killed two rioters? Who killed? Um, look, 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 look. Never mind the semantics. Okay there's there's they've put the videos together timeline some very crafty people out there that i'm so glad that they did this because the narrative was coming out real quick about you know some white nationalist militia kid opening fire on protesters but see that's in that's disingenuous that story there i mean that headline right And I'm not reading a specific headline, but that's, let's say, the narrative that was coming out quickly. But luckily, you know, um, there are some very crafty and skilled people out there who took all this footage because everybody has their cell phones out. So there's plenty of footage to put together to see a timeline of what exactly happened. And I have the video and I am going to put the description uh, i'm sorry the uh, link in the description because you need to see it if you don't if you if you just know by what the, what they're saying on the news or what you're seeing on your feed about some white kid with a gun then you know i you need to be more informed so i will put that that video um the link in the description look guys and gals look folks This is something that worries me a lot. You know, people throw out the word civil war a little willy-nilly. It's, civil war is a little more complicated than, let's say, what's happening here. Let's say what's happening recently, in recent days with the rioting. And then, so now we have, you know, and see, the media uses this word militia and it, it sounds scary, awesome. And, but it, what sounds even more scary is when they say, like, right-wing militia, right? Now, militia basically just means, you know, a communi- an armed community group, you know, that is going to defend the community. That's it, you know? That's them. So, technically, it is a correct word. It isn't scary, and, you sh- and it shouldn't be scary. So, what happens is that... So... After months now, after several months now of riots across the country in different cities and seeing how certain leadership in certain cities respond, you know, in some cities, they just let them riot, you know. They just, uh, they let the cop, they pull the cops back. They tell the cops to stand down. Uh, you know, there some some places like in Portland, they didn't want uh, any federal help. They didn't want any uh, National Guard. You know what I'm saying? So the leadership who was who who was voted in into into power in these cities, mayors, or maybe even governors or whatever, right? Because this is happening across the country in different in different areas. As that these people who are supposed to be protecting their citizenry, you know, their 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 citizens of their city of their towns, uh, and their property and law and everything, you know, are failing. Are failing. Um, the populace, the people that they were um, supposed to represent, right? Mayors and whatever, right? So what happens is, so, so people are starting to see example after example of failure of leadership throughout some of these uh, cities and uh, states, right? So what happens is that Americans, and see, mind you, you know, I talk a lot about... So, you know, on The Riot Show, I talked about, you know, natural law, well, uh, more of a rules of the jungle, right? Uh, and that that kind of has a negative connotation because that's the bad part of it. But natural law, you know, kind of might... You know, a little bit more positivity, maybe. Um, but what I want to come to is that... so So, as people see failures... At the top of leadership, and I'm not talking about federal leadership. I'm talking about local leadership. So, see, when things go down in your city, the first people responsible for your protection is the city officials, is the mayor, is the local police department. Sure, there's FBI's in town, and, and they have the federal departments. But the jurisdiction falls first and foremost to the, the the city, the county, you know, then the state, then the federal government. Right. So that's why, let's say, for instance, the president can't just send in troops willy nilly unless it gets really bad. Then he could use the Insurrection Act, which is all nice and legal and send in troops or whatever he needs to do to quell an insurrection. Right. The, but the first and foremost is the is the people closest to, uh, you know, the jurisdiction closest to you, the city, you know, most cities. Uh, most police departments are ran. I mean, they all are run by the city, you know, but some, the heads, the mayor is also like the police, you know, so they have different setups or whatever. But the failure at the top by defunding cops or by not or by telling them to stand down or but whatever it is that's going on, people are going to start seeing this. And that is what happened yesterday. So we have this uh, armed group of guys, right? We well, let's call them a militia. Who come and came and they came armed, and they said we're just gonna we're gonna be out here to protect property from burning and looting and arson and everything. There's plenty of videos of them talking and chatting with police, you know, because they're on the same side. Hey, officers, you know, there's no reason for the officers to be intimidated or scared by a bunch of, let's say, ex-military guys who have proper discipline, weapon discipline, as they're hanging around, walking, talking to the police because the police see no threat. There is no threat, so there is no reason to, let's say, engage them or disarm them if the law, and not if, because I looked it up, in Wisconsin, you can have uh, an open-carry rifle, you know. So we're going to get into a lot of these things. But, so in Wisconsin, it's perfectly legal for citizens to open carry their long guns, okay? Now, these folks were there. They are, they're on video. Some uh, citizen journalists were out there asking questions, and they actually even got Kyle in a little interview prior to this whole thing going down, about an hour <laughs> before two hours before. So this kid is trained. You know, we're going to get into that. I'm sorry. Let me, let me try to... Follow a certain path here, but this kid was trained. He was he wasn't just some some schlubby little kid with an AR running down with a yeah running down the street popping people. Okay, <clears throat> so what happens is so the the population the citizenry sees what happens, uh, plenty of examples across the nation. So they say, you know what? Let's stand up and let's make sure we keep some order in our town, right? So they come and they're patrolling the areas, you know. Uh, There is actually video out there of some uh, African-American armed militias members who were also there to protect property. These two groups actually met up with each other, talked with each other all peacefully because the, you know, the guy, the the main guy that was talking, the African-American guy, he, you know, he claimed, you know, that they were BLM, but they were just there to protect property. So, in that instance, it was cool. They had their long guns, too. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to patrol. We don't want nobody to burn buildings. They can do their protests. So, both si- both groups were on the same side of, of of the issue. Like, we're just here to protect, okay? So, they're walking around and whatever. And then some of the protesters don't like what they see. A bunch of, you know, white guys you know, in, in, in military garb and, ca- and camo and long guns, walking with a bunch of uh, black guys in, in BLM, you know, with long guns and stuff. Also, all un- united and, you know, just patrolling, right? So some of the protesters got vocal and came up to them and started harassing the black guys for being walking around with these white guys, you know? So after some moments of of, of discussion and this and that, they said, you know what, let's just separate, you know, Y'all, you know, we're going to do our thing over here. Y'all do our y'all thing over there. But so there was a there was a, a a mutual peace between the two groups. Right. Now, mind you, yes, the group over here are white guys, you know, uh, you know, so it's just the imagery, right? Group of white guys with guns, group of black guys with guns, patrolling, doing what they're doing, protecting. OK, so there's plenty of video now. As they're of course, as they're walk, as they're patrolling and protecting some of these stores, or some of these areas, they were uh, not sure the, the the amount of territory that they were that they were you know guarding. Um, but in the video, it seems like they were in a pretty c- consolidated area, okay, because there was a gas station where they were there at they were there, and you know the group of the white the you know the white guys with the guns the patriots, right? <laughs> As they, they were there at the gas station. They were being harassed, you know, by protesters and stuff. And one in particular guy, we're going to get to him. It's part of the story. But one in particular guy, you see him on the video harassing these these armed men, right? The guys are just standing there, you know. They're not pointing their guns. Everybody's cool. Great discipline with their with their weapons, okay? And there's this one particular guy who's, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Shoot me? Shoot me there. Shoot me, fool. You know, all up in their faces. And it's in the, it's in the videos, okay? Um, as they you know, harassing them, right? Okay? Uh, and at some point, at some point, Kyle, the kid, gets separated from the group. Okay? And they start chasing him. They're harassing him, harassing him. He gets separated from the group. They start chasing them. Oh, mind you, all of this is on the video, and you're gonna see it for yourself. We're not gonna play it here because it doesn't it doesn't matter. You you'll see it for yourself. They start chasing them. Somebody has a gun and pops one in the air. The guy that was screaming earlier about shoot me, shoot me, he's still there. He's chasing Kyle down. And in the video, you've probably seen some of it by now where they're like behind these cars or whatever. And then you hear some gunshots. OK, so at that moment, the guy is giving chase. You know, it's a little far, the, the, the angle, but it seems to be he's either attacking or something and he shoots. Right. And that's the guy that got hit in the head. Um, all right. So he shoots. The guy goes down. There's a couple of seconds of of you know confusion, and then you and then you hear people come to the guy's aid, and then and then you hear somebody who you know who why you sh- you know he told the guy rendering aid why you shoot him he said I didn't shoot him he shot him and pointed at Kyle, and at that moment you could see Kyle pull out his phone looks like he's dialing nine one one, and that's when he turns around and starts getting because. Because at that moment, the group was pointing at him, saying he's the one that shot him, and you can start hearing people say, get him. So at that moment, he turns around and starts kind of hustling out of there, mind you, with with great gun discipline, okay? He's not pointing the gun at them as he's getting away. He's on the phone, you hear him say, I just shot somebody, or I think I just killed somebody, something like that. And then, of course, and mind you, These are different clips from different live streams that somebody put together in order to show the timeline of exactly what happened. Now, this is going to be crucial in his defense. And the good thing is that it's out there and it's out there and it's being pushed out there because this information is very important. Because right away, right away, the media started doing their spin with the white kid who was a Trump supporter who was shooting at protesters and whatever. But when you look at the whole story, you get the picture of what exactly was going on. Okay, so now he's running, and they give chase. Mind you, okay, and, and, and you have, I got to hand it to these guys. They have balls, because you are chasing down an, a, a man, you know, as far as you know. I mean, you might could tell he's a little on the younger side, but you're chasing down a man with a freaking long rifle, right? You have a skate, one guy had a skateboard, another guy had a Molotov cocktail, some dude threw a drop kick, another guy had a gun. OK, and this is the crucial moment. Well, no, the one crucial moment just happened over over a block away where he had to shoot the guy. Right. Now, the next crucial moment is here where he's trying to get away. Right. He's not shooting. He's not opening fire randomly on the crowd or anything. He's trying to get away. They some dude shoves him. He falls to the ground, um, you know, uh, and it happens pretty quick. One dude like runs a drop kick on him. And mind you, at this time, his gun is still, you know, to the side. Not until the guy comes with the uh, skateboard and cracks him on the head. He lifts the gun and pops him in the chest. Now, look, on the humanity side, bro, this shit is so heartbreaking because there's a still. Somebody f- still the frame from... One frame was him with the skateboard hitting Kyle. And the next frame was him holding his chest as he got hit. That shit is fucking heartbreaking. That shit is fucking heartbreaking. Nobody wants to see that shit. But we talked about it on the other show. About lines being crossed. Okay. Nobody wants to see that poor kid get busted in the chest. Now, it wasn't some kid. We have the ages and everything. And we'll go through that. But nobody wants to see that shit. Okay? Now, next guy has a gun, the other guy. And for some freaking reason, for whatever reason, he's right in front of him. Point black range. He doesn't shoot, Kyle. But... At that moment, there's another still frame. And like I said, these things are very important. You see the guy with the gun. Kyle's on the floor with his rifle pointing up at him. And luckily, so he lets a round off and it hits the guy in the arm with the gun. So it rendered him incapacitated right there. Now, I believe uh, after that, he did let off some more rounds. Um... Uh, but anyhow, he gets up. He runs towards the police. The police are another block away, about a block away or two. He's running towards them, with their his weapon down to the front, his arms up, running towards them. You know, basically surrendering, coming to them, saying about to tell them what went down. The reason I explain that is because, of course, all of a sudden on on social media, you know, you have these. Um, Folks out there, I don't know if they're willful, ignorant, or just... I mean, because look, you know, you hear this sort of racist stuff all the time. Well, oh, he's white, so that's why they didn't shoot him. First and foremost, he is not being a threat to the police. If he would have came towards them aiming the gun, he would have been dropped. Right there and then. That's a huge difference. That is a huge difference of what goes on out there. Okay? is the threat level against who and against what is going on. So people are mad because, oh, they didn't shoot him. Look at him. He has a rifle. Why didn't they shoot him? You know, well, because he wasn't a threat to anybody. Even as he came up to the police cars in the video, you will see it. The first police car passes them because they don't realize what's going on. And I think you can even hear uh, them ask him something like, where is it at? Like who, where? And and he's trying to say, uh, forgive me, but it was pretty quick. And they pass him. The first group of cops pass him because they know something's going on. But since he wasn't a threat, he's walking towards them with the with the rifle slung in front of him with his hands away from the rifle in the air. You know, there was no need for them to engage him. He walks up to the next group of cops and then that's when he you know, explains to them or whatever. And then, the, you know, OK. Now. All kinds of things, okay? All kinds of uh, questions and reasons and and stuff that we can throw out, right? Now, Fabian, you asked an important, you know, a good question. And it's something that I've mentioned before, too. You know, the butterfly effect thingy, right? Okay, Because, because Fabian says, well, he's, you know, 17. What the fuck is he doing out there with an AR, right? Okay, and that's true. That's true, because look, and Fabian also mentioned how he you could see in his eyes that he was scared because he got separated from the group, you know, just like a soldier, you know, think of a, a soldier in Iraq, you know, you get separated from your from your group from your squad or whatever you're at the mercy of the enemy now, in this case, the enemy was the faction but uh, not faction, but was the rioters and the people who were chasing him, so see when we have when we have a breakdown of order, you know law and order, this is what happens, okay chaos remember laws of rules of the jungle, right chaos this is what happens, so the enemy is those who are trying to attack him because he got separated from his group, okay, so the question was well, well, he shouldn't have been there correct correct that is that is a good question because if he would have stayed home he would not be in jail right now you know uh he wouldn't have killed two people you know because mind you we 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 see this we we see something like this happen and we and we forget about the human element you know we've heard cops who had to shoot somebody you know they suffer from these after effects the PTSD and whatever and the guilt and stuff because you know what I'm saying so there's there's a lot of other internal um, weight and that comes with taking somebody's life. You know? So we don't think about that, that part. You know, uh, when something like this happens. Now, so, the question, you know, he shouldn't have been there or why was he there? Okay, fine. Now, it could have happened to any of the other guys that were in the group. Unfortunately for Kyle is that he got separated from the group. And then he got mobbed and then he had to protect himself. Now, in my opinion, it was justified. I'm going to put that out right now. In my opinion, it was justified. I don't like the fact that people died, but it was justified. Why? Because they crossed a certain line. And I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but they crossed a certain line. Well, he shouldn't have been there. Well, see, that's not the standard. That's not the measurement. He shouldn't have been there. That's not the measurement. Because then we can say, well, the rioters shouldn't have been there. Why don't you say the rioters shouldn't have been there, right? A lot of the people that are angry about what happened with Kyle aren't, are, are silent about the rioting and the looting and the constant burning of stuff. And I, and this is not Fabian that I'm talking about. This is you know stuff that you see on the TV or, or influencers or whatever, right? Oh, they're silent about the wanton destruction of property, and, and, and injury of people of innocent people. I'm sure who who knows? God knows because because they don't even nobody's even reporting on 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 the um, collateral damage. We have a lot of awesome um, uh, citizen journalists out there who are doing their best because these chicken shit um, big news outlets these big news medias they don't have people on the ground you know they don't they could care less about what's going on they got other other you know you know they're not reporting on the injuries and the the destruction and how many businesses got looted or burned down or how many buildings and the property damage no they don't care about none of that what they care about is keep reminding you how how um I'm sorry they wanna what they wanna do is keep reminding you how Jacob Blake got shot in the back. That's how they wanna keep remind that's what they wanna keep reminding you you know constantly over and over the this constant this constant in your face um narrative I don't know it this whole racism and everything and i mean it's like it's like stoking flames. You know, people on the media are stoking the flames. Um, uh, political, pe- political leaders are stoking the flames of discontent. Um, athletes and movie stars and influencers are stoking the flames. And they say they care about black people or they care about minorities or they care about the inner cities while they're stoking the flames. So back to what happened with the uh, militia groups and Kyle. Americans are not going to put up with this shit too long. Because when there's a failure at the top, the people will take um, their protection into their own hands. In recent months, we've had record amount of gun sales, ammo. You can't find ammo. Mario, you were mentioning that to me. You know, that you can't find ammo for your long guns. You know, that it's very hard. Why? It's, it, this doesn't happen in a vacuum, these things. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Because Americans are smart. You're smart. You know what time it is. That's why you get your weapons. That's why you do what you do. Because you're smart. And see, your story, you know, not just you, Mario, but all of you, all of you guys out there who got long guns, who got ammo, who, who have protection at home. Repeat that story millions and millions and millions of times of honest, hardworking American people, whatever their skin color, fuck that skin color shit, whatever their skin color is, working hard and wanting to protect their families. That's it. Just some order, law and order, you know, they want to be safe when they go to the stores, they want to be safe, whatever. That's what, that's what your average folk want. And when they see on the news that cities are on fire, well, guess what? They're going to say, you know what? I'd rather prepare. I'd rather be ready than not be ready. I'd rather not need the gun, you know, and have it than need it and not have it. So then these groups, um, and see, and, and see, here's the problem with media, because they're pointing out, you know, they, they the, the, the imagery is very important to the media because they're pointing out a group of white guys right with long guns militia and they're labeling them right wing you know militia you know now they don't label on antifa left wing militia you know they don't do that but see the narrative has to be scary white people racist white people shooting at protest whatever right but see this happens naturally in all communities of all colors. I'm more than sure. I'm sure I've seen articles about certain um, neighborhoods where um, uh, in black neighborhoods where com- people are coming together in the same way. Neighborhood watch type things. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but armed because they don't want this to they don't want the rioting and the stuff to come into their neighborhood. So this is something natural that. That humans do. They're going to protect their families. They're going to come together with their neighbors. And they're going to come to an agreement. Hey, we're going to watch each other's back. We're going to protect each other. If stuff goes down, here, here, and here. You know, this, this, and this. This is natural. This happens naturally. You know? There, you shouldn't, we shouldn't be surprised when we see this happen. And then when we see it with our eyes, it's more like, wow, it's right in front of us. It's happening right here. And look. You know, so this is how societies, this is how nations, this is how communities uh, and not community. This is a little bit different. Now, you guys know I love the intake of data. To me, what's going on this year has been a (laughs) I was talking to Tino about this and it's like a smorgasbord of data for me all year with the lockdowns and the COVID. And then we have a presidential election and then the media and then the riots and the police shootings and the this and the that. And it's just like, wow. Because we see, we see something happen and then we see the aftermath, the after effects. So now as it's happening in real time, we can look back at historical references or even theoretical things, you know, I mean, some of, a lot of this stuff is we've been through here before. You know, but we can look at this happening right here, right in front of us right now, and be able to analyze it that much more better. A lot of data. For me, because I'm looking at things, um, you know, sociologically, right? Societal-wise. I'm looking at how governments are responding. I'm looking at how business are responding. I'm looking at how, the, how, how the, your average folk are responding. I'm looking at media, I'm looking at the social sciences as far as like um, you know um, um, like the psychology behind movements, you know, all of these things. To me, it's like, oh man, I'm just I'm just taking it a lot all in, but it hurts because you I see it, I see it all, and then I see, okay, this thing this could get worse now, luckily, luckily tonight in Wisconsin in Kenosha they have a curfew and they are being very i mean every anyone who was outside after curfew got arrested they're not playing no games tonight because my worry was that rioters the people out there who are looting and protesting or whatever that they were going to come armed this time and of course the 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 militias were going to be there but luckily the 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 uh, officials took control of the situation now that's the thing true leadership doesn't care about how it's going to look politically right because um because we we wonder right we wonder out loud like okay so why wouldn't the mayor send in the police why wouldn't the mayor want help from the national guard you know why wouldn't the governor want help from the federal government so we ask these questions right why because they don't wanna they don't wanna seem they don't wanna seem to have fallen on the quote unquote wrong side of an issue. So they're thinking politics, they're thinking, uh, this can hurt my political career if I land on the wrong side. So you see you see politicians, you see mayors, you see people of authority bend the knee, if you will, to the pressure. Right? And seeing and that's a failure of, of leadership at the top, and when that happens, people are going to take their safety, um, their protection into their own hands. Them, I'm not mad at any of them. I'm not mad at them at the quote-unquote militias who showed up to try to do their part. I'm not mad at Kyle because him as a young man, as a 17-year-old, I'm still wondering if he's 17 or not because. You have to be 18 to own a long gun in Wisconsin. So there's either uh, a mistake on how old he is or he did break a law, which is a misdemeanor. OK, so it's no big deal. If he did have a, a long gun illegally, then it's a misdemeanor. So that part of it, fine. If he broke the law, he has to pay. If he, if he broke the law, carrying a gun when he wasn't illegally able to, then OK, fine. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him one bit. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I I respect him. He has balls. He has more balls than a lot of these other people out here. He has more balls than a lot of these rioters and 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 um, as the community organizers. He has more balls than some of these athletes. Well, I mean, look. He said at 17, if he's 17, he said. I'm going to go and put myself in the line of fire, if you will, or in danger to protect other people's property. That's selflessness. Right? Because, because in his mind, and you can hear it in the interview, he's just there to protect property. He's just there to protect property from being burned and looted and whatever. That was it. Now, this kid, as, as far as we can tell from what's out there, as far as what I could find is, you know, um, apparently he's trained uh, in some ways. Um, he did apparently say he was a medic because uh, during one of the interviews on the when they con- when they found him on the, when they talked to him on the street, somebody needed a medic. And he said, I'm a medic. I'm a I'm a what do you call it? A paramedic. And he and he then he went over to where whatever was going on. So this kid had training. You could tell the way he handled his gun that he was trained. He wasn't shooting willy-nilly at freaking protesters the way they want you to think. You know, look, I have the New York Times article. It's the, the New York Times article that broke this story down. It, it, the, 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 if you want to look it up, uh, actually, I'll put it in the description uh, so you can see it. But as you read this article, this the guy who wrote this article, what's his name? Um Brian Gutch. Oh no, no, no. Well, actually, a whole bunch of people put it together. Okay, fine. I'm not gonna read all their names. There's like seven names on here on this article. But anyway, they good they did a good job in telling the story. So see, I saw the video. Um the and and they looked at the same uh, information about the video and they basically put it in writing form you know at first of course they you know uh, 188 like so you know they they've got to put their little bias in there not bias but i mean but but then they do get into the meat of things later on in the article where they do explain how he was attacked and he tried to get away and how he surrendered and everything just like in the, just like you could see in the video so it can't be twisted you know now it can't be twisted because all the evidence is out there you know, And let me just read a little bit about a teenager who walked among protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, carrying a military style semi-automatic rifle was arrested and faces charges of first degree intentional homicide in connection with the shooting that left two dead. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 year old, uh, appeared on multiple videos throughout the night pro- um, by protesters and bystanders who chronicled the events as peaceful protesters gave way to chaos, with demonstrators and armed civilians and others facing off against each other and the police in the darkened streets. Okay, it says that uh, the New York Times Visual Investigation Unit analyzed hours of footage to track Mr. Riddinghouse movements in the moments leading up to and during the shooting. Okay, they get into who he is, um, you know, by the social media, he's a police supporter, Blue Lives Matter, you know, a movement called Humanize the Badge, and he raised money um, for the cops on his 16th birthday, I mean, so he's a a little patriot, you know, good, Uh, he likes guns, showing him at the range, videos in the back, uh, target practice, stuff like that, okay, good. Um, and you know so then they go through the video basically what what I went through a little while ago but they did a, they did a really good job in explaining it now, mind you, this is the New York Times, which I got to give props to because normally you know i mean they 're not a they 're not a quote unquote right wing newspaper or uh, by any stretch of the imagination or even a conservative outlet, but they did um they did do a good job in breaking down um what exactly happened there now i have a problem well not a problem uh, but i'm a little bit worried uh because so see they already threw the book at him charged with att- now charged with two counts of first degree murder right you know one day after now I don't know the prosecutor. I don't know how, you know, they're going to do this. But I fear for him that he'll be railroaded as a lot of these instances tend to go. Now, and often in certain cases, justice does prevail. You know, like in the uh, in the uh, in the case of the of the forgive me. I don't remember his name, but the hands up, don't shoot, kid. Right. You know, justice prevailed there because the evidence proved that the narrative that we heard out here wasn't correct. So even the Justice Department, the Obama Justice Department found um he the just the the Obama Justice Department cleared that police officer in that shooting because of the evidence that was there. Right? So luckily for Kyle hopefully is that all this evidence, these timelines, these videos that people Put together pretty quick, which is a good thing. Will hopefully help him in his defense. We're gonna ask all kinds of questions about well, he shouldn't have been there or whatever. Well, it is what it is, okay. But the discipline that he showed with that weapon, even as he was being attacked, even if as he was being chased, you know, I think has, has a lot. To, it says a lot about who this kid is. You know, I don't hate that kid, man. I don't hate him one bit. And, you know, and I do get angry when I see, look, look, the human side of things, okay? I've been there, right? I went. I've been there. I've been angry. I've wanted to destroy shit. I wanted to fight. I've wanted to do these things. I went to Washington, D.C. around 1996 for some march that I had no clue what it was about. But I was all riled up, rage against the machine. I wanted to go to Washington just to... Hopefully somebody will start some shit so I can just be up in there in the riots and shit. That's why I went to Washington. Some immigration march or something. I had no clue what it was. I was young. You know, I didn't care. I didn't care what it was about. I just wanted to break some shit. I've been there. I know what it is. I know how that feels. Nobody wants to see anybody get hurt because of some bad choice that they made by saying, I'm going to go out there and destroy stuff. I'm going to go out there and burn buildings, I'm going to go out there and attack people, I'm going to go out there and attack innocent civilians walking around with American flags or a MAGA hat. I don't want to see nobody get hurt on the human side, but damn it, when you see video after video of people being ganged up on, being harassed, being punched, being uh, mobbed, cops being Uh, uh, bullied and patronized and spit on and milkshaked and all kinds of stuff. When you see people eating dinner and you have a bunch of uh, a bunch of people standing there screaming at them, um, uh, you know, just to disrupt their their dinner, because for some reason they feel like that's going to help change society's ills because in their mind society is racist all america is racist and all white people are racist so why can you enjoy your dinner while i'm while everybody's struggling out here and suffering and people are being shot by police and blah 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 and blah 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 people get tired of seeing that i get tired of it and i always ask when are people going to fight back so then we have the battle of portland uh, a couple years ago remember um uh moldy locks, you know, she got cracked in the face. Remember that? That was amazing. That was good because because I personally got tired of seeing Antifa coming into these areas and destroying shit, beating people up, and nobody did nothing. Well, people are starting to do something. People are starting to stand up. And this is going to continue to happen if order isn't uh, restored. Order has to be restored. It has to be. Unless you want to see more instances of what happened yesterday on Wednesday in Kenosha with Kyle and all of that. Unless you want to see more of that happen, order needs to be restored. At any cost. At all costs. Because the repercussions of not quelling the, the dissidents... Is much worse see i be one i i always wondered um you know you look at certain areas of the world of, i don't know somalia and um, i don't know these places that are like hell holes where there just seems to be wars and they call them civil wars and oh they they've been fighting forever like in 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 uh wherever the fuck i mean pick 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 any place right in in wherever where they're just constantly Blowing each other up and killing each other and whatever. You know, there's all these factions that develop. Because society breaks down. So there's no police. There's no order. So people in different neighborhoods, different groups, people with money, whatever, with power and influence and guns or whatever, develop militias and develop their own little quadrants. And this is what happens. This is what happens. So then you're going to see more more, um, groups, more malicious, more territorial, and then humans are freaking, um, uh, um, tribal, right, we're already tribal as it is, you know, and then you add some shit like this, I mean, dude, it's gonna get tribal really quick, really fast, you know, really ugly, really fast, and now, there's videos out there of these Antifa people, and these rioters, and these, these aggressors, saying that they need to go into the suburbs, well, You know, people in the suburbs um, are a little different than people in this inner city. See, people in the inner cities got their hands tied by the local governance. And most of the time, many of the suburbs, people escape to the suburbs because the suburbs are a little bit more lax, a little bit more leeway, or something like that, right? So, best believe, if you start going into the suburbs, if you bring your garbage into the suburbs... Oh, those folks are not going to put up with it. You know, there was a video the other day where some of these Antifa people came to bug, uh, uh, you know, to bother some some um, pro-police pro rally. And then they saw a neighborhood nearby, so they went into the neighborhood. Oh, those people in that neighborhood had no... Y'all might have seen the video. If I find it, I'll put it in the description. It's that, you know, they chased these punks out and they, and they eventually got all roughed up and shit. Why? But because they told those, those, tell those punks, you ain't bringing that shit into our neighborhood. You keep that shit out of here. And yeah, sure enough, people came out with their flags. They came out with their guns. I mean, this is what it's all about, man. I feel happy when I see that. I feel pride because you know what? Because that's what it's all about. Because that's exactly what we would do here in our neighborhood if some shit went down. I would hope, you know, we've known our neighbors for ages, ages here in my neighborhood. We've been in this neighborhood forever. I would hope that I can go to my neighbors across the alley or across the street or down the road here and say, you know what? Shit's popping. Shit might be coming this way. Let's get our shit together. Let's, you know, some communication, some kind of organization. You know, we got to keep in touch. Somebody watch over, you know. That's what happens because this is my neighborhood. This is my community. I know all of these people here. I know my neighbors. I got family just blocks away. Uncles, cousins blocks away. I got my guys down here, you know, Albert, everybody down here, you know, just another couple blocks this way. These are my people, these are our folks. And if something was coming towards my neighborhood, best believe I would try to organize the men. I would call the guys, we'd organize, we'd get walkie talkies. We would have some sort of organization. Now this, now I'm glad, I, I'm glad this came up because I did want to say this. Now look, militia guys, people out there, Kyle got separated from his group. You know, in the army, in, the, in, in our military, we have a leave no man behind thing. That's what we got to do here too. Because when we're protecting our neighborhoods, when we're protecting, we got to protect each other too. Somebody dropped the ball, you know? He got separated. And now, he, now he's in a world of hurt, okay? So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, guys out there, okay? Communication, you know, know where your guy is, you know, your partner, your buddy, whatever. Look, look what happens. But again, this is the result of what's going on around us today the constant drumbeat of racism, the constant drumbeat of America is so ugly and so horrible, the constant drumbeat of, of, of uh, institutional racism and all of this garbage. Are you not tired of it yet? I know people are getting tired of it. Constant, constant, constant garbage, garbage, garbage in your face always, on the TV, on your feed, on everything. But see, when you step back, when you start looking when you start digging and you find the truth, then you can say, "Uh oh, maybe I was wrong. You know, but on a bigger scale is wanting to look at what's happening is the result of what is going on and it will continue to happen if order isn't restored. These things are superficial, you know, now, you know. Because now, you don't need a legitimate reason to riot. Some dude committed suicide and uh, they started burning down uh, Minneapolis or wherever it was now. See? And people, think the American people are tired of it. They're going to get tired of it if not yet. And the pushback is going to be something for the books. And I don't want it to happen. I don't want that to happen. But that is the trajectory that we are on. Keep listening to these uh, basketball players. Keep listening to these uh, media types. Keep listening to these influencers. Keep listening to these elite uh, Hollywood types. Keep listening to these radical politicians who don't really care about you or anything, just care about their own power. Keep listening to them. Keep following them in the trajectory that they want you to go. Keep following BLM as, the, as an institution, as an organization. Keep supporting um, defunding the police. Keep uh, um, justifying the behavior of people like Antifa or rioters and looters. Keep justifying it. Follow that path. Continue to follow it. And don't be surprised where it leads you. Don't be surprised when the shit hits the fan and you find yourself trapped by circumstances that are going to be out of your control. Keep following it. Follow that trajectory. Go ahead. It's no secret. Everybody can see. Anyone can see. If you just step back, if you just look, if you just... Be logical and think logically for one second. You can see where this is leading. Oh, and you know what, by the way? I don't watch sports, but you know what? You know, these players and whatever, hey, you know, they're, you know, canceling games or whatever. I guess trying to hold America hostage, seems like. You know, hey, until America fixes its racial ills, we're not going to give you any sports, Oh, really? Really, Mr. Elite Sportsperson? Well, tell you what, you can take your basketball, you can take your football, your baseball, your hockey stick, roll them all nice into a nice little pack and shove it way up your freaking ass. You think America needs you? You think America needs the NBA? You think America needs? All right, we'll see. We'll see who's going to win that battle. All right. All right, guys. Well, we're done here. I want to thank you for showing up today and being with us and listening and sticking around. I say, you know, the world is crazy, but hopefully we can just think these things through and kind of step back, analyze things a little, analyze things a little bit better so we can get a better understanding of what's going on. And if we can make proper decisions about our own life and the way we approach things, the way we think about things, the way we look at things, we won't be a part of the problem. We'll be more a part of the actual solution, okay? So let's be a part of the solution, the real solution. All right? All right, guys, well, I want to thank y'all again. And uh, I just want to tell you, man, you know, be safe. Prepare, you know, preparedness is better. Let's start being prepared in whatever ways we can. I mean, it's, it's just as best as you can, okay? Be prepared for, for calamities and then we got the hurricane and whatever. Just, you know, stay safe out there. Protect your families. Protect your homes. I want to thank you for coming by and checking uh, in on us today. Please check again soon. If you like what you hear, tell your friends about it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And uh, we got the email in the, um, in the description, so check that. And uh, that's about it. Love you guys. Thank you for showing up and I will see you soon. Stay safe. Peace out. This is Thesis.